Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class today is sponsored uh, in celebration of Michaela Trotsky's birthday, sponsored by Sammy Sutton. Azakubaruch. Happy birthday. Breakfast in the Class is also dedicated in loving memory of Irving Maleh Alev Shalom, Lilui Nishmat Yishak Mordechai Ben Jamil, sponsored by his son Albert Maleh. Azakubaruch. Week of Cold Brew is dedicated in loving memory of Sammy Sayah Alev Shalom. Sponsored anonymously. <clears throat> My friends, I want to read to you a pasuk and I want to share with you a beautiful interpretation on the pasuk. The pasuk says, And they will admit, they will say vidui on the sin that they did. And they will return, so to speak, they will turn back their mistake, their asham, berosho on its head. So the process of doing uh, t- doing teshuva turns it ashamo berosho turns the sin, so to speak, that a person made the mistake that a person made turns it upside down. I have to say, there's a very interesting line in the, in the Gemara. The Gemara says, "Yeah, any." They ruined. I, I I jinxed it. I said how nice it is out here. It's the worst. It's the worst out here. When a person does a mitzvah, <laughs> when a person does a mitzvah, our chachamim explain that the mitzvah is mikadmato leolam abba. It goes before him uh, to olam abba. That's what I think it means. That when a person comes to shamayim, all of his mitzvot, they're sitting there waiting. They're waiting there for him, they're guiding him, they, they go in front of him to Gan Eden and to the world to come. However, when the Chachamim speak about a person's sins, they say it in a different language. They say that when a person does a avon, avera, this avera is milafifato, it so to speak surrounds him. Veholechet acharav, and goes behind him, leolam also to the world to come, it trails him into the world to come. And each word of the Chachamim is always chosen specifically. And the rabbis ask, why is it that when it comes to a person's mitzvot, the mitzvot go before him? Like the Pasuk says, that your kindness and your generosity and your justice will go before you. But the person sins, they go behind him. What's the idea here? So I gave, they gave him a shal that I think is very powerful. You know, if a person, uh, he signs up, he wins the lotto, you know, $500 million, they call him up and they tell him, you know, you won, you won the lotto, we're sending you someone to, you know, to, uh, to bring you in to, uh, to bring you in to take the claim the winnings. They send the limo to the guy's house, they bring him to the New York lotto building, he gets out of the car, the, the driver walks in front of him into the place he, go, he walks in front of him into the, into the, into the lotto office to claim his prize. Had they don't know where he's going, right? The other one is uh, walking in front of him. Masha'enken, if they bring somebody in, not for the lottery, but they bring him into prison, always when they're taking a prisoner, where do the police stand? Behind the guy. Why do the police stand behind the guy when it comes to a incarceration? And in front of him when it comes to the lottery? Because they're not afraid the guy's going to run when it comes to the lottery. They know how that is being taken in for $500 million. They don't need to be worried 
looking behind them to see if the guy's following. They know the guy's going to follow. When it comes to a situation where a person doesn't want to go, so then they have to follow him from behind because they need eyes on him to see if the guy makes a break for it. They need to know right away. They can't uh, react two seconds too late and, you know, and, so to speak, be playing catch-up. So on a simple level, the world, the spiritual world and the physical world match each other. And just as in this world, when someone has something good, it goes in front of him. And when something happens that's bad, it goes behind him. So too in the spiritual world. But obviously, there's a much deeper lesson. The angels are not worried about you running away. You know what? They're, they're always able to catch you. You know? And I, I, I'm, I'm remembering the Mishnah and Avot, where the Mishnah and Avot says, don't think, don't think that when a person gets to Gainam, Manoslach, it's a place to run away from. I never understood that it meant that the guy was going to run away from Gan Eden. But the Mishnah is telling you, don't think that you can run away to Gehinnam, so to speak. That after, you, you know, I'll, finish, I'll do my time, I'll do the things I want in this world, and I'll get to Gehinnam. I'll do my time, I'm willing to pay the price. You know, it was worth it, all the things I was able to do, to do wrong in this world. Don't think that Sheol Manoslach. Rabotai, these terminologies are actually, in many ways, they're juvenile. They don't actually reflect what's going on in the world to come. Your soul doesn't have a choice where it goes. Choice exists in this world. When you get to Shamaim, you're not playing some sort of game where you have a controller and you can control where the Nishamah goes. I want to go to Gan Eden. I don't want to go to Gan Eden. I don't like Gehenam. I'm going to run away. They have to put my Averop on. No, it doesn't work that way. So what is the concept? What is the deeper lesson that we're learning from this? <clears throat> my friends, I think the answer actually is, uh, is hidden in a magnificent concept that we're seeing here in the end of the Pasuk. And that is, maybe an alternative reading of the Pasuk might show us a different understanding. If they do Teshubah on the sins that they did, When a person does Teshubah, his sins, where do they normally go, we said? Behind them. But if he does Teshubah, the sins that he made, the mistakes that he made, they move to the front. They get upgraded to first class. Now they go to the front. Why? Because now the sins that I made are already considered. They turned into merits. And now they walk before me. Okay? From this pasuk, according to this understanding, I think we have a fundamental concept here. And I think it's very, very powerful. You know, it used to be when someone was very, very wealthy, they had a very interesting practice. In fact, we learned this practice from a strange halakha. The halakha tells us that if someone is poor, you have to give him his needs. He might need to eat. He might need to drink. He might need shelter. If a guy loses his car. But when someone is fabulously wealthy, the halakha teaches us that in the initial stages, before the guy is attuned to his new reality, we have a mitzvah to give him, not like a poor person, we have a mitzvah to pay for him like a wealthy man. So a person who loses everything, tzedakah, the kupa of the city is supposed to give him money to rent a Ferrari. Why? Because for him not to have the trappings of his life in the initial stages, a guy could lose his mind. So we give him everything. In fact, we learned this from the pasuk, de machsoro asher yechsa'elo, the Gemara explains. You have to give someone what he lacks, 
What does this person lack? Okay? The example of the Gemara is, if there's a rich person, what do you do? You get him runners that run before him, and they say, oh, you know, here comes uh, Shlomo Fahi, very wealthy guy, very special guy. They used to have runners that would run in front of the guy. Where do we find these runners in front of the guy? Mordechai and Haman, remember? That means that when a person has something that's, do, that's doing honor for him, the honor walks before him in his life. There's a, you know when they say, Shmo, a person's good name, it goes in front of him. Honor is something that comes before somebody. A bad name, so to speak, like a bad smell. When do you smell it? And the guy passes you by. As he passes you, then you're left with this terrible smell. My friends, I just want to share the power of this idea. So we're seeing this concept that when a person comes to Olam Abba, his misvot come in front of him because he's meant to be honored. So they run before him, so to speak, to give him the dignity. Masha'enken, the averot that a person does, he's so humiliated, he's so humiliated that the averot, they mimic him as well. They, so to speak, hang back. They're embarrassed to be there. But what we're seeing over here is a magnificent thing that in some ways, the thing that runs in front of you, the thing that is a tremendous honor, that's are the bad things that a person did that they did teshuvah on. You know, I think that all of us in our lives, when we think of our great successes, we think of all the good things that we did, the big misvot. If we did something wrong, so it's a negative, and if I did teshuvah on that thing, so it brings it up to a neutral. I was minus five, and now I worked on myself, and now I went from a minus five to a zero. But I think we're understanding here something very different. It's in the front. The sins that you did, the challenges that you faced, that you overcame with Teshuvah, those are in many ways the things that a person is supposed to be the most proud of. Now that is a complete change of perspective, I think, for most people. What are you most proud of that you've done in your life? What can you take pride in? And not only what can you take pride in in the past because you turned it around, not just that you sat and learned Gemara, that you, you started to give charity, you started to come to shul, you started to put on tefillin, not just the positive plus things, but what bad things, what elements that were in the red that you turned around that were tremendous success. You know, the Knicks have found unbelievable success with this new coach, Tom Thibodeau. I want to ask you a question. We've suffered with so many losing seasons. If they would have had a 500 season, we would all be dancing in the streets. I remember when the Knicks had an equal record of wins and losses. Everyone was like, wow, Hazaku Baruch. Now it's great that now they actually surpassed expectations, they made it to the playoffs. But my friends, if they had only made, if it only gone from a team that was 20 and 40 to a team that was 30 and 30, would we not be dancing? It's important not only for ourselves to think about this, on the things that we've turned around, to be so proud of those things. People that rectify mistakes, they think that I shouldn't be embarrassed of them. But the opposite is true. Part of the climb that God gives us in this world is to climb up mountains, but another part of the climb that God gives us in this world is to climb from the valley 
until the ground level. And oftentimes, if you're not willing to look at those things that you've done and you've conquered in your life, you're not experiencing the joy and the chizuk of those successes that will propel you forward. And that's maybe what it means, Ve'eshivit birosho. It pulls you from the front. The, the, the things that you've turned around. And even, by the way, if you didn't turn it around to a level of a tremendous mitzvah, all you did was you went from a negative until a neutral. What an unbelievable simcha the person has to throw when they just go from nothing to new, from bad to zero. That is an unbelievable achievement. And when you do that, Rabotai, you also propel yourself forward because you tell yourself, look, I'm able to do it. You have a guy who's a junkie and he just gets clean. Is that not something to celebrate? He, doesn't, he hasn't made himself yet. He, he, he's not a CEO. He's not running his own business. But he's clean. Is that not the most unbelievable celebration? Rabotai, every disease, excuse me, every avon, every sin that we do repeatedly, that we can't break the pattern of, is like an addiction that we've broken. En adam chotes, says Resh Lakish, person doesn't sin, unless he gets a spirit of insanity in him. Is that not the way we describe an addict, a person who can't act rationally? There's certain sins that they get us in their grip and we cannot break the grip. When we do something, we do break the grip, but we're not yet sadiqim, but we're just at zero. Zero is a very special number, Rabotai. Depends just on where you came from. Ask yourself this. You're a company that's in the red and you have an amazing year and now you're no longer in the red. Is that not something to be very proud of? My friends, I want to tell you this not only for yourselves, but sometimes, in many ways, even more so for the people that we are surrounded with. You know, you have parents that look to see great things from their kids. Husbands and wives that really want to see uh, something, growth from their partners. And you know what? Every single person needs the people that love them in their life to be proud of them, to respect them. And unfortunately, you could have someone who did the most gargantuan climate achievement and it goes unnoticed because the guy got from negative 50 to zero. Meanwhile, meanwhile, if you respected that about your wife, about your children, about, about your friends, about your workers, they would actually perform to tremendous levels because they'd be led by these things instead of held back by them. The averot of a person are behind him because they're trying to, to hold him back. The misvot of a person are in front of him because they're trying to pull him forward. That is the nature of the good things that we do versus the bad things that we do. But Rabotai, so many times, a person's greatest life achievement might actually not be in the positive column. So could you imagine a guy like that or a woman like that not taking pleasure in the overcoming of that unbelievable, that difficult, that tragic nisayon? Wow, what a mistake that would be. My friends, Be'ezat Hashem, we should be zochet to have eyes that always see this, what's it called? 
always see this pattern, always see this, uh, uh, the proclivity of the children, of the ones that you love, uh, noticing when they're struggling with something, when they've accomplished something in the struggle, even if they're not even yet at zero, even if they went from minus 50 to minus 40, that's a 10-point jump. Think of it for one second. Think of your wife, your children, your friends, your workers, your partner. Think of it like the stock market. Don't think of it like a person. Think of every person like the stock market. 10 points is 10 points is 10 points. It don't matter where it, where on, where on the graph, where on the chart that 10 points is. I feel like everyone who owns Bitcoin right now would take 10 points however they could get them. Hashem should bless us, Rabbi always to notice, always to see this. Hashem should bless us to recognize that when I have a lot of sins in my pocket, I have a lot of opportunities instead of, instead of sins. Those things that are holding me back, if I turn them around through Teshuvah, they become engines that other people don't have. Every mistake is an opportunity. Every sin is an opportunity. Everything that a person has accomplished, has turned around in that realm, is an unbelievable uh, achievement to be uh, rewarded, to be applauded, um, and therefore uh, to guide us forward in our path for growth and into Chaye Olam Haba.